this word of God together. Uh, today we'll, we'll be going through the word of Romans during the day and tonight we're going to be going through the book of um, the one that we're doing during the day. We want to give it a full attention about the prophecy that um, Elisha gave and going through on. It's going to be very, very powerful. Then we want to give it full time tonight. Then today we're going to go through the word of God from the book of Romans chapter 15 from verse number 12. The Bible reads as follows. To that person where you are busy, you can put that phone on silence, please. And again, Elisha, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse will bring, will spring up. One will arise to rule over nation. In him the Gentiles will hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust on him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I myself, I am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you, yourself, are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. Yet I, am re I have written you quite broadly on some points to remind you of them again because of the grace that God has given me. To be a minister of the gospel of, of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles, he gave me a priestly duty to proclaim, of proclaiming, claiming the gospel of God so that the Gentile might become an offering acceptable to God, sacrificed, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, I glory in Christ in my service to God. I will not venture to of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentile to obey God by what I have said and done. Wow, you know, there is power even when the word of God has just been written like that. There's power itself, but the word of God is itself is enough. It's powerful enough just to read it, just to listen to it itself. But anyway, let us go a bit further. Romans chapter 15 from verse number 12. The Bible says that again Isaiah said that the root of Jesse will spring up. One who will arise to rule over nations. In him the Gentile will hope. Okay. What the Bible is talking about in the book of Romans chapter 15 verse number 12. is a prophecy that was given by prophet Isaiah when he was prophesying what is going to happen through the root of Jesse, talking about the birth of the Messiah, the birth of Jesus Christ, that the root of Jesse will spring up one who will arise to rule over nations. In him, the Gentiles will hope. Why the Bible talks when Isaiah is prophesying about Jesus? Why does he talk about the root of Jesse? 
One thing that you must know is that um, Jesse is the father of David. If you go to the verses where you will be hearing about, okay, like the book of Samuel talk about the lineage of David. His father was Jesse. It has not ended. Even if you go to the verses like the book of Matthew chapter 1, and when you are hearing about the lineage from, Ab, from Adam to when Jesus Christ was born, know that um, one of the biggest prophecies which was given, it was talking about the future of what will happen that the Messiah will be the son of David, will come in the lineage of David. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Am I talking to somebody? The Bible said that the root of Jesse will spring up one who will arise to rule over nations. He's talking about Jesus. That Jesus Christ is about to was about to be born in the lineage of David. Then this is here, Apostle Paul is quoting what Isaiah has prophesied about the future that is gonna happen. By this time it has happened already. What Isaiah has prophesied has come already that already the the, the root of Jesse by this time has Bring up the one who will rule over nations. In him the Gentile will hope. This kind of a revelation was a revelation that a man like Bartimaeus had. The Bible, that's why Bartimaeus could say that when he was shouting for help, shouting to get attention of Jesus Christ, we hear Bartimaeus shouting and say, the son of David has mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy on me. Talking about Jesus, you are the Messiah. You are the one who the prophets, like prophet Isaiah, talk about. That one day, the root of Jesse will spring up. Hey, will spring up the one who will rule over the nation. The Messiah. Saying that you are the Messiah. Hallelujah. This is found in the Old Testament. I want you to understand this. This is what the Jewish, if we say that it's found in the Old Testament, it is there in the Jewish Bible. The Jewish Bible, they've got this in their Bible. And this is their hope that they were looking for, for what the prophets and other servants of God have seen about the future, about the coming of the Messiah. Then Apostle Paul saying that again Isaiah said that, the root of Jesse will spring up the one who will arise to be ruler of and talking about Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ, he came as the king of kings. He came as the Lord of lords. He came as the ruler of nations. Yes! Yes! Some people, some people, even some rulers, when they heard that when Jesus Christ that he's going to be the ruler of a nation, the king has been born, they were threatened about his rulership, that they thought he was coming to topple their kingdom. Like the Bible says that, by the time that Jesus Christ was born, was about to be born, when God gave a sign of a star, 
Esther, which was leading the wise men to go and visit the, the son, the baby Jesus, with the presence. The Bible says that these wise men, they thought, okay, Jesus Christ has been born into the palace, into the palace of Herod. When they arrived there, they said that, hey, we have heard that the king has been born. And the Bible said that Herod was threatened. Hey, the king has been born because Herod was the king of the time. When you begin to hear that the king has been born, when you go and worship him, when you find him, please tell him, I want to go and worship him also. Do you, want him to, do you really want to worship him? Absolutely not. He wanted to know where the, the child has been born so that he can go and kill him. He was not saying, tell me where he had been born to go and worship him. He was wanted to do that, so that, to know where he was, so that he can do it. He can go and kill him. And the Bible says that God visited them that night when they were there visiting the child. They said, don't go back using that way because Herod wants to kill the child. And after that, they went ahead. Herod went ahead and killed him. He killed all people who were Jesus, Jesus ate those babies on that time, and Jesus Christ escaped to Egypt. But, hey, Herod was threatened that Jesus Christ is the Lord, Jesus Christ is the king. He thought he was the king of this world. And the Bible said that even the time that he, he was just about, when he was still being, he was being um, tormented, preparing for crucifixion. The Bible says that when he went to, before Pilate, he told him that, hey, Pilate said, hey, I've heard that you are the king of the Jews. Are you the king of the Jews? And he, and he said that, no, I'm the king of, I'm the king, but my kingdom is not of this world. Hallelujah. My kingdom of, is not of this world. The kingdom of Jesus is not the kingdom of this world. It's the kingdom of Abar. Is the kingdom of heaven. Is the kingdom of above. Then when the Bible talks about him, the root of Jesse will spring up, the one who will become, who will arise to rule over nations. In him the Gentiles will hope to rule over nations, above even other kingdoms. That's what he's ruling today. What Isaiah talked about when he did not know what he was really talking about because he was just prophesying, being led of the Holy Spirit, talking about the future, that the time will come, the root of Jesse will spring up, the one who will rule over nations. No, but people did not understand. They thought maybe some kings were threatened that maybe he's coming to topple their kingdom. Was he coming to topple their kingdom? Absolutely not. He was here to establish the kingdom of heaven here on earth so that heaven can begin to rule all on earth. The kingdom of heaven can begin to be established on earth. And he is coming to rule over earth. That's why he is the Lord over Lord. That's why he is the king over kings. Today, the kings of the world are worshiping him. Today, the lords of the the lords of this world they are worshiping him, but by that time it was a prophecy and it was understandable that some people they thought the kingdom that Jesus Christ was bringing it was the kingdom of this world, 
Some of the people, that's what they thought. That's what he was coming so that, hey, he's going to take over the kingdoms of this country. No, he's taking them over spiritually. He is ruling over this heaven and earth spiritually, not physically. Hallelujah. What am I also saying that? I'm saying that the one, as the Bible says, one who will arise to rule over nations. Today it has been fulfilled. Today nations have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Today the kings are praying the names of Jesus Christ. Today the nations are praying the name of Jesus Christ. All over the world. Hallelujah. That's why at the end he says that in him the Gentiles will hope. Remember, if we talk about the nation of Israel, if anybody was not a Jew, that person was regarded as a Gentile. That person was regarded as a foreigner. And Jehovah was God of the Jews. Jehovah, when he began to introduce himself, he did not introduce himself as the God of over the world. He, he, was, he, he, he was looking for the place to start where he can introduce himself very well, where he can start and start and so that he can, he can write his literature very well. Then once his literature was written very well, now when Jesus Christ was have come, he was, it was the time so that he cannot only become the God of the Jews. He can become the God of all over the world. So that when he will be ruling over nations, not only the nations of Jews, but also the nations of the Gentiles, because Jesus Christ becomes what? The way to the Father. Hallelujah. To everyone, not just for a certain nation, to everyone who will believe on Jesus Christ. To everyone. Many, they wanted... Jehovah to be their God. They wanted the living God. Everybody, let me tell you this. Everybody was looking for a living God. Everybody wanted to be connected with God. That's why people were worshipping images. That's why people were worshipping things. They were trying to find the living God. They were trying to, li- to, to look for the creator of heaven and the earth. But when Jesus Christ came, he was bringing an access and a connection to the creator, to the real creator of heaven and the earth, Jehovah God. Hallelujah. And this scripture was getting fulfilled. And this prophecy was getting fulfilled. And the Bible says that in the book of Romans chapter 5, 15, verse number 13. May God... May God of hope fill you with all joy and peace that you, that you trust in him so that you may overflow in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, may God, this is the prayer that is praying. He was, this was Apostle Paul said, he was praying this prayer. To the, those who are in Rome, that's those who were sending the letter to. So, may God of hope fill you with joy and peace. As you trust upon Him, 
That means he's saying that may the Holy Ghost generate joy. May he generate peace as he trusts upon him. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost has got this ability to generate joy in us, to generate peace in us. I'm saying to us this afternoon, we are praying the same prayer. I am praying the same prayer for all of us who are here. That may God of hope fill us with joy and peace as we trust in him in the name of Jesus. So that we may overflow in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Parabaya. This is the what this is when the Holy Ghost is becoming a generator. A generator of joy. A generator of peace. The joy and peace that brings hope. Oh, Palabason Talabaha. This he becomes the generator of joy. A generator of peace. A generator of joy and peace that will bring hope. As you walk in Christ, hallelujah, as you trust upon God, that you may overflow in hope. You know, as a Christian, we must overflow in hope. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. Hope that enables us to trust upon God. Hope, hope that enable us to trust upon God for a current situation, for even the future that we trust upon God. You are able, He enables you to trust even on everything that the Word of God talks about. You are this time you are trusting upon Him not by your own ability. You are trusting upon Him as He enabling you. He is giving you the ability to be. To be full with hope, to be hopeful again. Let me tell you this. Christianity is not what you do. Christianity becomes the result of what happens when you are walking with Christ, being enabled of the Holy Spirit. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. That's why the Holy Ghost is our greatest helper in this journey. It is not just the scriptures that we are reading and we are studying and we say we believe by ourselves. It is the Holy Spirit that is making the word of God to be real. Who will be making us to be able to focus in Christ. That's what the Bible is saying that here. That's what they, may God of May God of hope fill you with joy and peace as you trust in him. So that you may overflow in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a great generator. Hey, it's a great helper. He's a great fueler. He's a great oiler who helps us to do what? To walk with God in hope. Oh, Palabaston, Christianity is not based on believing on theories only, only on the word. There is a spirit that makes Christianity to become a reality. I don't know whether you are hearing what I'm saying. The Holy Ghost does what? He makes the, the Christianity a reality. That's why when some people are, are trying to argue with us, who are trying to come with this theory, with that theory, we wonder, 
Do you know the reality of the Holy Spirit? Do they know the reality of the Holy Ghost? Because there is a reality of the Holy Spirit. There is a spirit in Christianity. It is not empty. Hallelujah. Then as you are as you're walking in Christianity as a child of the living God in faith that is coming from the word. But you must be also walking in spirit with God. Hey, I don't know whether you are getting what I'm saying. You must be walking with what? In spirit. When I'm talking about walking in spirit, that's what the Bible says. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Let us read verse number 14 of Romans chapter 15. The Bible says, I, I myself, I am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, are filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. Yet I have written to, to you quite boldly some points to remind you again of them because of the grace God has given me. Let me tell you this. All of us in Christ, we are eloquent. We have got that ability to understand the things of God, to talk about the things of God. All of us, all of us. It is in you. You are the child of God. It is in you. You are born again. It is in you. But there may be a certain grace that has been given to certain individuals based on the offices as they serve in Christ. When that's what the Bible says, some are called, some are called to be this, some are called to be that, some are called to that, to be that. That means a certain place based on the office, they may have a certain grace for a certain office. Then that's why I said that. I know that you guys, all of you, you are eloquent, but there are certain points that the reason why I'm writing this letter, the reason why I'm reminding you of these things, it is because so that, yeah. I'm trying to highlight certain points. I'm not just trying to highlight certain points. Hey, because of the grace. Because of the certain grace. That means by because of certain grace, which is an operation in Apostle Paul. Hallelujah. Say fire. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let us just read verse number 16 also. I'm, I'm enjoying going through the word of God. Hey, I love the word of God. Can you say, I love the word of God? I enjoy the word of God. Say, the word of God is the food for my spirit. It's the source of my faith. Hallelujah. One first before we go to decree and declare this afternoon. To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles. He gave me the priestly duty to proclaim the gospel of God so that the Gentile might become an offering acceptable to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Okay. Then the reason why sometimes Apostle Paul said what he was saying, sometimes the way he was saying, it was also because of the audience. He was 
He was called to be an apostle, to become a priest, not to the to the to the Jewish church. Even at the beginning of his ministry, he tried to preach to the Jewish church. They could not accept him. Most of the time, he realized, why am I talking to this? Why are they cannot hear me? Why are they not opening their hearts? Can't the apostle Paul was not called for the Jews. He was called for the Gentiles. Then Gentiles to them, yes, it was not given to the law. Then he, he was trying now. He was an apostle to win them, to teach them, to grow them so that they can be gained to have a relationship with God. Then Apostle Paul, he was not an apostle to the Jewish church. He was an apostle to the Gentile church. That's why some of the things that he talked about, he was addressing the, Jew, the Gentile church to those who were not born, who were not born Jews, but those who have been grafted in to have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And because of time, can you say, my day is blessed. My family is blessed. Our careers are blessed. Our everything is blessed. Say, I command everything to turn around for my good. I refuse to be broke. I refuse to be poor. I refuse to be sick. In the name of Jesus. Say, devil, take off your hands. 